Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval. Get out of the big city and experience a construction zone free test drive. There is such a thing. I'll put my glasses on because I look more sophisticated. Oh, you're very sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. Was, we're not wearing yeah, our masks because we're sophisticated. That's right. Yeah. We're, uh, have, you're doing the reading glasses. Are you doing the reading glasses? Well, thing? no, because okay. I have, uh, like I have, co- I have the Coke bottles. Oh, uh, that's yeah. right. These are prescription, but when uh, I read, I do have to slide them down on the edge of my nose. Yeah. I, those are called progressives, right? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't started with that business yet because... Like I, I don't know. I I put on a pair of progressives to try them once and fell down the stairs. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, they they take some getting used to. I used to wear contacts yes. a lot, but I've pretty much given up on that. I'm not as vain as I used to be. I guess yeah. it's just like whatever. It's just easier to put the glasses on. Um, thanks for joining us for the podcast again. Uh, last episode, we talked about how much fun we were having, how much we were enjoying, and how grateful we are to you for uh, joining us and coming to download the podcast. Um, this is a whole new world for us, and every day that goes by, I get deeper into the podcast world. I'm more fascinated by it, um, and uh, we just can't thank Mike Ward and Pantelis enough for uh uh, leading us uh, to water where we are now drinking. So and our producer, Poseidon, yes. who is part of the uh, Pantelis and Mike Ward comedy empire. Yes. And it comes in here on his days off. Hey. God love you, <laughs> yeah. Poseidon. Have you God. listened to the Beatles yet? Yeah. No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say there are two, two, vers- two, two eras of the Beatles. Poseidon, there's the yeah, yeahs. She loves you, yeah. There's the early yeah, stuff, yeah. which I call the yeah, yeah. It's the yeah, yeah era. And then it gets a little more complex and interesting. You may find it. It a was after they started doing hard drugs. Yeah. Uh, Sergeant, okay. Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. It's a really good album, and it's quite intricate. And and Abbey Road, side two, you put the, I was going to say, you put the needle down and let it go. Yeah, yeah. Abbey Road, side two, also a good place to start. You know what? I listened to that this morning. Abbey Road, side two? The reason being, God, the reason being, I was watching Two Drink Minimum, and Mike and Pantelis were taking the piss out of Poseidon for yeah. never listening to the Beatles. And I thought, if I was going to introduce him to the Beatles, what, where would I start? Mm-hmm. And I would start with side two of Abbey Road. Yeah. And then you know where I might go from there? No, sir. What I think is one of the most underrated albums of all time, and it speaks to the depth of the Beatles catalog. They have a whole shitload of songs on the White Album that, oh. are, that are great songs yeah. that nobody knows. Yeah. But they're great songs. Savoy Truffle. Oh, what a, what great, a great song that yeah. is. Uh, Dear Prudence. Yeah. Fantastic song. Yeah. Revolution number n- no, not number not number nine. Yeah. <laughs> no, not that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, when, that's when the hard drugs kicked in. Yeah. Revolution, the white album version, which yeah. they slow down. The blues from the, version. Yeah. They slow it down from yeah. the original version. It's Happiness is a warm gun. Another great one. Another great song. Uh, yeah. The uh, Bungalow Bill, is it? Hey, hey Bungalow Bill. I forget the name of the song. The whole album yeah. Yeah. is just fantastic. Yeah. We, I don't know why I didn't suggest that. I, 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 have you seen the new Rolling Stone uh, list of the 500 greatest songs? I've seen it. I haven't looked at it oh, all the way Christ through, but Almighty. I've seen it. Can you can you get that up for us, Poseidon, and tell me what the? Uh, I'm going to get Poseidon. Like I I saw 
Um, oh, what's his name? The guy, he was on MTV for years, and he's now on, Carson Daly. Right. He's now on NBC's uh, morning show. Yep. And I saw a clip of him online the other day, and he was so pissed because he was saying, like, Stairway to Heaven, all of those, you know, big songs. Like, I guess the millennials have taken over at Rolling Stone magazine. So they've put out a new top 500, and none of the songs... And number one is Wet Ass Pussy? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfamiliar with that track, but I... Oh, would, really? I you know that one, eh? Who uh, is that? I, Who does I, I, that? Um, what's her... Um, that stupid... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay. There, there's Megan uh, the Stallion and the okay. other one who does Wet Ass Pussy. Wow. Okay. The one that goes, she does all those... Um, oh, wiggy yeah. Wow, that's... Uh, Tara, this is oh, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. This is unbelievable. It's Cardi a song. B. Cardi B. Cardi B. Yes. Yeah. Wet Ass Pussy okay. or WAP. Okay. And I think it played right. on the I think it played on the radio, and I thought to myself, how the hell do you play that on the radio? Because yeah. it's all about whores and my wet ass pussy, and yeah. uh, just the kind of thing that uh, that you want to put on when uh, mom comes over. Yeah. Have you found that list? Uh, yeah, uh, the five hundred okay. greatest songs of all time. Okay. I even, I even found another list for you guys. Okay. The five hundred greatest albums of all time. Okay. So would you? Uh, th this is Rolling Stone magazine, correct? Yes. Okay, so Rolling Stone magazine, the, this is the new list. What's the date on it, Poseidon? Mm. Make sure it's the list that... September 15, 2021. There you go. There you go. Okay, so let's hear the top 10 from the new 500. Oh, the top 10 you want. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Another curveball yeah. from Damani. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we have time for all 500, yeah. but... <laughs> Did you hear their podcast the other day? It was pretty good for a while. And then they just started listing songs. Jesus Murphy. <laughs> okay, do it from... Let's. I'm going to do it from 10. Yeah. Do, so it's a surprise I, to me I, as I'm scrolling Okay, down. actually, let, let's do it from 20, okay? Oh, oh 20. Okay. Have you, is 20 easy to get? Of course, yeah. Okay, so here's, here's the... They have them in sections of okay. 50. All right, here you go. Okay. All right, here's the top okay. 20. Robin, Dancing on My Own. This is 20? Number 20, yes. Okay. And then uh, John Lennon, Imagine. Okay, 19. 19. And then uh, Purple Rain, okay. 18. Pretty good. Prince, good yeah. choice. Uh, Queen, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, another yeah. yeah. great choice. Yeah, mm -hmm. classic rock track. Beyonce yeah. featuring Jay Z, Crazy in Love. Mm -hmm. I've heard of them at least. Okay. <laughs> uh, the Beatles, I Want to Hold Your Hand. What number is that? Uh, 15. Okay. At number 14, we got The Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. Okay. At number 13, we got the Rolling Stones, Give Me Shelter. Okay. At number 12, we got Stevie Wonder, Superstition. Okay. Yeah, good song. Mm -hmm. 11, the Beach Boys, God Only Knows. Yeah, I like that. Love that. At number 10, we got Outcast, Hey Yeah. Top 10. Outcast with a K. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh number 9, we got Fleetwood Mac, Dreams. Okay. At number eight, Missy Elliott, Get Your Freak On. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> way better than Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> yep. Okay. Number seven, uh, The Beatles, Strawberry Fields Forever. Okay. Andy. Yep. Marvin Gaye, What's Going On at number six. Okay, that's not so bad. Number five, Nirvana, Smells Like Teen Spirit. Of course. Uh, Bob Dylan at number four, Like a Rolling Stone. At number three, we got Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. Oh, this is a... Uh, okay. I like this song. Yeah. Um, number two, we got Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Way better than Let It Be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
Okay, and the number one song from the new top five hundred, Aretha Franklin, "Respect." Okay, well that's yeah, that's decent. It's yeah. a lot less worse than I thought. A yeah. lot less worse. <laughs> a lot, it, it's, yeah. I think that's from the department, depart- the Department of Redundancy yeah. Depart- 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest. It was a little stressful going through the the just the top twenty. Yeah. Because I was worried I was going to see like a Nicki Minaj or like yeah, yeah, Cardi yeah, B song. Me too. Me and, too. And if I had seen one, I think I, I I'm pretty sure I would have flipped the table. Well, okay. is, <laughs> is, is Missy Elliott? Not in the same genre as Nicki Minaj and Cardi she's in the B. Same genre. No? I don't know what she's doing. Get your freak on. I don't know. It's Car- Carson Daly was. They have an it. explanation as to why they selected it. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. We was on some futuristic stuff for sure. Missy Elliott told Rolling Stone in 2020 on her musical chemistry with yeah. Timbaland. It was something hypnotic about those records. Okay. Missy and Tim Cook, mm-hmm. and Tim took over the radio in late 90s. Uh, just two kids out of Portsmouth, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Blowing minds with their own unique space funk sound. Okay, I'm going I'm to say something on the podcast I never said on the radio. Okay. Okay. Nirvana, only popular to this day because of the legend that was caused by the suicide of Kurt Cobain. Do there you think? You yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know what? It's just my opinion, and uh, uh, we don't have a text line where you can- There you go. You yeah. can rage your anger at. Yeah. Um, you can- uh, you can tweet. Yeah, you'll tweet in social media that for sure. You can uh, you can also message me on Instagram, and I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> I liked Nirvana's Unplugged album. Yeah, that came out in it, the in the mid nineties. MTV Unplugged Nirvana, and I, uh, my daughter and I, my daughter Lauren, who mm-hmm. is now thirty one years old at the time, she was five or six, and we used to drive around and sing along to that. Yeah, so that has a special that, place yeah. for me that Absolutely. way. And I liked that. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't hate Nirvana. No, I, I don't hate Nirvana. That's not what I'm saying. No, I but know. They, I understand. They've become this. But you don't think that's a top 10 of all time song? I, I don't. Um, and uh, maybe I wasn't of the generation at the time. And I also think it has to do with when I worked for Shom, we played that goddamn record every 22 seconds. But do you remember in the beginning, Shom wouldn't play it? And yeah, there was a I big, do. What was that story? Well, there was they, a huge yeah, stink. It was a big deal because the the management at the time didn't didn't like the record, didn't think it fit with the Shom, fan, Shom sound at the time. And they actually, there was, a, you know, when I say a protest, it's not by today's standards. I think there were three people that stood in front of the station and protested the fact that we wouldn't play the record. Well, I think that was also record company orchestrated. Was well, it not? Was poss- one of them not the record rep? It, yeah. The poss- record company rep? Yeah, possibly. But we did we did get a lot of pushback from Nirvana fans and eventually uh, relented. But it's one of those songs that radio relies on, I think, a little bit too much. But that's, you know, that's people could say the same thing about a lot of other songs. Um, that are on the radio. Well, you're right about one thing. When a, when an iconic artist like that, yes. whether it's a musician, an actor, yeah. a, a painter, whatever, when they die, uh, particularly prematurely, yes. I don't know what whether and to what extent dying by their own hand impacts it, but it does create a greater mystique right. around their art. Right. There is, you know, and it, there were these the, we've we had this discussion years ago. When you and I were able to fool around like we would not be able to do today on the radio, um, we had got to talking about this very topic, and I remember it well because I made fun of, and I think got in a little bit of trouble for um, Jim Morrison's passing. And you and I were doing what we always do, which is Christ, Jim's been in there a long time. <laughs> Jesus, Murphy, Jim, Jim. <laughs> 
<laughs> are you are you still in the bath? <laughs> Did you get in trouble for that? I don't remember. It's but funny. We, yeah, we were. That's funny. Right, yeah, it, yeah. It was typical us. Yeah. Right? There you go. Well, that reminds me of another one uh, when, uh, and I think. Th- this might even have been like right around the time that it happened. What year did Bing Crosby die? Oh yeah, Bing Crosby <laughs> died of a of a heart attack on yeah. the golf course. Dead before he hit the ground. Yeah, and yeah. and Terry's thing was, uh, <laughs> and it seems to me you did this on the air. Well, Maybe I did. not. I did, did you? Yeah. yeah I did. Terry, Terry goes. Uh, I think I'm going to use a three iron here, Bing. What are you going to use, Bing? <laughs> Bing. <laughs> Oh God! Did yeah, I laugh? We were terrible, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, there was a lot. There's we had some signature moments that, uh, like, we were talking about this when we were uh, talking about our friends the Mersons. Your your bear imitation of the. I think of this every single time. It happened to me just the other morning. I was out for a little bit, and I thought, "There's that. There's you, that. That chill in the there's air. There's just that hint yeah. of here comes fall." Yeah. And you would do it, and I would say, oh, no, Ted, no, not this morning. (laughs) 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 I saw saw a great thing on TikTok. Speaking of bears, I just want to tell you this, because I don't know if you've seen it. I saw a great thing (laughs) on TikTok the other day. It was one of these guys. He's sitting in his car, and he's a big bearded guy, and he said, you know, uh, we live here in Alaska, so we know how to deal with bears. So I just want to give you another safety tip about dealing with bears, especially grizzlies. When you when you run across a, a, a bear cub, a tiny cub, the best thing to do is is pick it up and go looking for its mom. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Uh, Cripes. Hey, you got your giant sweater on. I do have my Giants jersey on. All you kids out there. All you kids out there. I'll tell you one thing right now. All you, Not all you kids out there. All you 62-year-old men out there. Don't wear these out in public. Yeah. Unless you're at the game. Okay. Or wear them in the podcast studio. Yes. Or wear them when you're at home watching the game on TV. Don't wear this out to a to a restaurant Excuse unless me. you're going to or from a game. It's a lovely jersey, but I don't. I think when you're over, <laughs> let's say 25, yeah. you shouldn't be wearing the team jersey for a social outing. I thought you had a piece of Kleenex on the shoulder. It looks that like it's been darned up there, has it? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. No, up at the maybe. <laughs> maybe it is Kleenex here. There, up here, right here. What is that? I don't know. It's a dryer sheet. <laughs> what? Well, it's it a looks dryer like, sheet. It looks like a piece of a dryer sheet. Well, there oh. you go. So I okay. guess so. The shirt. So you know the shirt is clean. Yeah. <laughs> I've run it through the dryer. What do you think it is with me, Ted? With family-run businesses, I just love a good family-run business. I think it's because you're Italian. Maybe I think it's the yeah, Italian thing. Family, familia, familia. See, si, see. Si. I just I have a real affinity in this day and age. Of you know, you go to a counter and you want to speak to somebody in charge, and they have to send an email to Edmonton, and you hear back in ten days. I don't like any of that at all. Um, I love it when families get passionate about something and they end up building a business from their love of that particular business. And that is the case at Matla Bonheur. When I first went into a Matla Bonheur store, I could almost tell right away. I went into the original store, which is on Gwen Boulevard in St. Genevieve, and I was almost taken aback by how wonderfully I was greeted 
with a smile in both languages and how can we help you and the store was beautiful and we got to talking and somebody asked me a few questions about how I sleep and do I like a firm mattress and what kind of pillow do you have and what do you prefer and all of that stuff standing in this beautiful store and then they said we're going to show you these three mattresses and you let us know if you have any questions so nobody sat with me nobody tried to pressure me to buy anything it was just i was taken with the way they run their business and that's the way they built their business there are now uh 18 locations across the uh greater montreal area and if you're thinking about a mattress, you want to deal with people like that, don't you? Do you think they'd let me have a nap in the showroom as a means of trying out one of their mattresses? You know, if they weren't busy, Ted, I would venture to guess they probably would. Because I could drop by after the show, and you know what it's like after yes. a morning show. You've gotten up in the middle of the night. It's nap time. Yeah. I could I could swing by the closest <laughs> location on my way home, have a little schluff, yep. wipe up my drool, and be on my way. <laughs> Uh, by the way, while we're talking about that, they also have uh, set up some really safe shopping, mattress testing. They've got covers and all kinds of protocols and everything else. And uh, you've got to know that, uh, by the way, you could stop at the original store in St. Genevieve. Oh, there you go. And uh, right around the corner, you could get a hot dog at La Roulette. Mm -hmm. How about that? Mm -hmm. um, there are, um, let me see, I want to make sure that I get this right, 18 locations in the greater Montreal area. There's lots of places to buy a mattress, but if you're thinking about buying a mattress, don't do anything before you visit matlabonheur, matlabonheur.ca. Can I tell you the history of this shirt? I wish you would because I want to talk to you about your beloved Giants. Okay, Sam Bird bought this shirt. My son Sam bought this shirt for me for my bumpty bump birthday. Yeah. It's a, uh, I'm going to turn around this way so you can see. Yeah, it's if you're watching on video... It's a Lawrence Taylor jersey, mm -hmm. a New York Giants number 56 jersey. And Lawrence Taylor is my favorite football player. He mm -hmm. doesn't play anymore, obviously. He's retired. And uh, Sam knows this because I, I deluge poor Sam with YouTube videos yeah. of Lawrence Taylor highlights. Sam is also a Giants fan. And also, he's very, very... Um, what's the uh, right word I'm looking for? He He's... He's very patient with his well, dad. Well, he, he yeah. indulges his indulges. father. Indulges, that's the word He I was indulges for. his yes. father. So yeah. I send him Lawrence Taylor highlights. Yeah. Greatest football player who ever lived on either side of the ball. Look at these highlights. <laughs> yes, Dad, you've sent those ones to me already. <laughs> but he really was, in my mind, the greatest football player yes. in the history of the game on either side of the ball. And yeah. if you're not a football fan, the comparable is Bobby Orr. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor was a linebacker who revolutionized football from the defensive side of the ball, just as Bobby Orr, as a defender, revolutionized hockey by turning his position into an offensive That's an excellent position. description, Professor. Well, when Lawrence yep. Taylor played, opposing teams, normally in football, I'm, I'm not a football coach, but I think normally... The emphasis is on, okay, we got to figure out how we're going to stop. If you're playing Tampa Bay, how do we stop Tom Brady? If you're playing Green Bay, how do we stop Aaron Rodgers? You're game planning how to stop the other team's offense from scoring. When Taylor came along, he was so dominant as a defensive player that opposing teams had to focus their game plan on how do we stop Lawrence Taylor on the defensive right. side of the ball. Right. He was that disruptive as a defender. And my favorite Lawrence Taylor story was uh, the Giants were playing in Detroit one American Thanksgiving. Every Thanksgiving, they have uh, 
I think they now have three or four games on Thanksgiving in the NFL. But the early game is always in Detroit. And the Giants were playing the Lions in Detroit one year. And Lawrence Taylor intercepted a pass right down on the Giants' goal line and ran it back up the sideline, like 99 or 100 yards or whatever, for a touchdown. After the game, they're interviewing him on the sidelines, and they have a monitor set up. And he's there with the headphones, and the announcer's up in the booth say, Lawrence, if you just look at that monitor, we're going to show you your touchdown. And he looks at the monitor, and they, they show the replay, and he goes, there I am. Look at me go. Man, I'm fast. <laughs> oh, boy. And he was. He was that. He the, was something else. Uh, the Giants uh, continue. Well, they won two Super Bowls with Eli Manning, so yep. they, you know, they... They don't continually break your heart, but the other night I was on the phone yeah. with you, and I, uh, I was in another time zone, and I thought I better not call Ted. I'll just send him an email. And he's no, I'm up watching the Giants. Call me. So I called you, and I said, "How are they doing?" You said, "Well, they're winning, but <laughs> disaster looms." <laughs> I knew, I knew what was going to happen, and you know this episode is airing in November, so I don't even know if the Giants have won a game yet. Yeah. <laughs> This season, because yeah. uh, they just they find new uh, creative and inventive ways of losing football games. But in my lifetime, and I've been a Giants fan for, well, since I was 10 years old, so mm-hmm. that's almost 20 years now. And in my lifetime, anyone? Mm-hmm. Almost 10 years? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's 50 years. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> in my lifetime, I've seen them win four Super Bowls. There you go. Which is, pretty, which is four more than I ever thought when, they, when they were god-awful yeah. in the 1970s. I thought, I'll never see these guys yeah. win a Super Bowl. So I've seen them win four. Uh, so really, anything else at this point is gravy. But I still, uh, I still get more emotionally invested for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the nature of the sport. Yeah. I get more emotionally invested in my favorite football team, which is the New York Giants, than I do in any other sport. Uh, I'm still a big Canadians fan. And when the Canadians fan, uh, when the Canadians lose, it's like, ah, shit, they lost. Oh, well, what are you going to do? Yeah. When the Giants lose, <laughs> I don't sleep well. <laughs> Ted often arrived Monday morning when we were at the, uh, you know, the height of our powers uh, in quite a foul mood <laughs> when the, when the Giants, especially when the Giants lost in the fourth quarter. <laughs> yeah. In a night game, yeah, so, which meant yeah. I got like three hours sleep. Yeah. You know, so you yeah. stay up late just to watch them lose. But I am the Frito Bandito. <laughs> Do we have to explain that reference now? <laughs> well, it's an old Frito-Lays chip commercial. Yep. And their uh, their commercial mascot yeah. back in the I guess it was the seventies yeah. was was a cartoon character named the Frito Bandito. Yeah, would would not be allowed today. <laughs> it's true. Hey, when you think about it, they, you'd get the Latinx would be very you, upset. Yeah, you would get thrown out of the pitch room if you brought that in. I got yeah. an idea for a mascot. <laughs> no, no, you don't. A little Mexican guy, and <laughs> no. he goes, ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandito. When you think about it, uh, in terms of sports teams, there there's a, a whole generation of people you know, I grew up watching the Canadians win the Stanley Cup so often that the mayor said it'll, the Stanley Cup parade will be on its regular route. There's a whole generation of of, uh, of people that grew up in Montreal who don't know what it's, it is to watch the Canadians win a Stanley Cup. Well, Poseidon's one of them. Yeah. Poseidon, what year were you born, Poseidon? Uh, 1993. Yeah, yeah that, was the, that, was, that the, was the last was the time last they year. won the Cup. Yeah. yeah. What month were you born? July. So yeah. he wasn't born yet. No. The yeah. last time the Montreal Canadians yeah. won the Stanley Cup. 
It's, uh, I think it's a bit more than a, just a coincidence. I'm born <laughs> it's the Poseidon curse. <laughs> I'm born and all of a sudden, no more, no more Stanley Cups. Are you a hockey fan? Uh, not really. No way. I, eh? I used to be more. I, I'm more of a soccer fan. Oh, are you? I, I played soccer a lot as a kid too. Okay, so that's why I enjoyed. Uh, I like basketball. Wow. I enjoy playing basketball. Basketball's big with younger generation, eh? Do, Much do bigger you, than yeah. it was with ours. I, I, uh, yeah, 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 I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so when you say soccer, are you talking about uh, you talking Premier League and uh, European soccer? Uh, no, no, I, I don't. I don't watch. Just yeah. I, I like. I, I'll enjoy watching from time to time. Like if it's on, I'll watch it. But the only time I'll go crazy is when Greece, <coughs> Greece is playing. Wow. Okay. Because what's interesting to me is, uh, and this could, this is probably part and parcel of marriage. But my wife is a massive, massive Premier League fan. Who's her favorite team? Man, Sorry, club. Yeah, Manchester United. Is that right? And she's got the jerseys and really. Oh yeah, and she turns into quite a, a, um, animated football fan, oh, yeah? as they call it over in England. Like we're up on Saturday morning and Sunday mornings with the you know with the tea and the whole shooting match and. She knows who's playing when, and she's actually turned me into a bit of a fan. I understand the game more now. Really, eh? Yeah. My daughter, Lauren, uh, who uh, now lives in France, is a Tottenham Hotspur fan. Really? Yeah. Wow. I haven't asked her. I should ask her if um, uh, how she feels about uh, Paris Saint-Germain. Didn't, uh-huh. they, didn't they just sign somebody? They, somebody huge? Yeah. Did they? And uh, not Buddy, was Messi. it? Buddy. Messi. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> or Buddy, as I like to call him. <laughs> Buddy. I think, and I'm going to get crucified by football fans, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Tottenham, can you look this up for me, Poseidon? Tottenham just lost Jack Grealish. Type in Jack Grealish and tell me what it says. Sikisa. Uh, well, Jack Grealish uh, played for England and, and was is, is quite a talented player, and it was quite a loss mm-hmm. uh, for a club he was playing to the – or he went to Tottenham. I'm not exactly sure, but Poseidon is going to come to my rescue here. Where did now he that go? I've, um, he went out. Okay, <laughs> he went to the store. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever see the? Uh, did you ever see the video of other buddy? Um, <laughs> other buddy from Portugal, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Yeah, well, he's just gone back to Manchester United. Have you ever seen big, the video of him in the in the? Uh, I think he's in Madrid. Yes, trying to the, have coffee. No, no, no. Oh, okay. he's they 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 disguise him. They dress him oh, up okay. to look like an yeah. old man. Yeah. And he's in the city square in Madrid goofing around with uh, wow. with the soccer ball. Oh, man. And more and more, it becomes apparent that this is, this this is, is a, an incredibly gifted soccer player. player. Yeah. And people start to gather around like, and look at him. this guy? And then he starts to play with a kid. Oh, wow. And then I cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they figure out who he is, yeah. and he takes off all the makeup and, the and stuff. Yeah. And the crowd absolutely yeah. mobs him. Yeah. Right? Those guys are gods well, over there. They're yeah. gods. Ronaldo, he cannot walk the streets anywhere on the planet. Yeah. 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 Literally cannot go anywhere. You've never seen that video? I'm going to watch You've it now watch you that. tell me. What Jack, have you found out Jack, for me? Jack Grealish is now with Manchester City. Manchester City. That's yeah. right. From? But he left Tottenham, didn't he? Okay. Mm. Hold on. Uh, I shouldn't be talking about this because I, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. my, my wife. Leave it to the experts like me and yeah. Buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, okay. I, 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 I must have screwed it all up. Okay. <laughs> but he, he was, anyway, he just went to Manchester United, which was a, a big deal and a big loss for the club that he was playing because he's a very, very talented, uh, talented soccer player. You know, 
at Merson Automotive. Yes, sir. I don't know if they still have it up there, but they had a number of posters up in the waiting room of a soccer team. There was a soccer connection mm-hmm. uh, going on with Merson. It might have been it would be um, one of the guys in the office. No, I think it was actually. I think it. I think it might have been an association with Yokohama. Okay. Uh, it was. Uh, it was a promotional partnership. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe the team might have been the blue one. Yeah. <laughs> the blue. <guys. laughs> yeah. yeah, they yeah. won. They won the Premier League a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, uh, what What are they called again? The blue ones, uh, not Leeds. Um, but I think there's an L in it. Okay. No way. Eh? No. I I know that he used to be with Aston Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa. There you go. I, so forgive me, football fans. Forgive me. And sweetheart, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have weighed in on on something that I I didn't have notes for. <laughs> I was trying to segue to Merson because uh, you know Merson knows more about tires than I know about football. <laughs> I should have been. Uh, I wasn't on the horse with you there, Ted. No, eh? I apologize. I uh, no worries. Attention. No worries at all. Our friends at the Mersons uh, are uh, right in the uh, uh, right in the height of uh, their uh, busy season because uh, people are. Uh, uh, getting their snow tires on and off, getting well. You should be doing this because when you think about it, your vehicle is what you uh, squire your family around in, and you need to keep everybody safe. You make you need to make sure the car is running properly. Brakes are always good, mm-hmm. um, and uh, decent tires. They'll assess your tires. They'll be honest with you. You can buy tires there. And one of the things that I like about the Mersons that a lot of people don't know is you can store your winter or summer tires there. I did this every single year for years. I loved this service. They would take your winter tires off and store them for you. Yeah, you don't have to put them in the big garbage bags and haul them around with you. They've got a huge warehouse in the back there. Yeah, so they would, and then when you went back in the fall, the tires were already there. You didn't have to schlep tires. They didn't take up room in garage. I I absolutely love that. And they can look after... Just about anything. And if they can't look after it, they'll tell you where to go for it. They've sent me to a number of different places for different things that were not their uh, areas of expertise. And every place that they have sent me to, the service and the product has been uh, beyond any reasonable expectation. Not only do the Mersons know what they're doing, but the people who the Mersons know know what they're doing. Yeah, they won't steer you wrong in, in any way. St- won't steer you wrong. Get it? Because yeah. it's a car. Th- gotcha. Care. It's oh. your care thing. Care thing. <laughs> hey, here you go. Um, in the same place where they've been for a very long time, family run where the owner's at the counter, 487-5545, mersonauto.com online. We were talking about uh, earlier about the uh, the different generations. My wife and I were talking about this the other day, and I don't I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because it's uh, it's a little bit morbid. But uh, in terms of music, um, we said goodbye to a lot of very talented people that were a huge part of our lives: David Bowie, Tom Petty, and uh, I. You know, I I don't want to point fingers, but there are a number of really really big artists um who's let's just say there's not a lot of sand left in the hourglass that's going to be huge don't you think and and do you think you know if i i don't want to mention anybody because i don't want to <laughs> i don't want to put that out in the universe but think of you know somebody that you're a fan of who's 78 or 79 years old who's still performing 
I wonder sometimes, and I don't mean it to sound morbid, but I wonder sometimes, I wonder who the last surviving Beatle will be. Yes. I wonder if it'll be Ringo or I wonder if it'll be Paul. Ringo's 81 Mm -hmm. and I believe Paul's 79. Yeah. And when you think of the legacy of that work and the canon that they have left behind, is that going to be replaced by Drake? Is it just a generational thing? I don't know if it's a generational thing. I don't know if it's uh, if it's a matter of individual tastes. Like Drake is a worldwide phenomenon. <coughs> Pardon he me, is. a worldwide he phenomenon. Is. A lot of people are huge Drake fans. It's not my thing. No, uh, but I know that my blonde-haired, blue-eyed West Island sons love hip hop. Yep. They love it. It is their preferred it's, genre. It's, it's the culture does. right now. Yeah, yeah. I was I was blasting Pop Smoke on my way here. Pop, pop Smoke. Yeah. Yeah, but he's dead. Yeah, your eyes do look a little red. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Yeah, he died okay. at uh, twenty. Oh my God! Yeah. Really? Yeah, he was in the whole culture of uh, gangbang. Okay. And, um, Did he die from gunfire? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Pop Smoke. That's the name of the artist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so let me ask. Really? You. <laughs> of the Newport Smokes. <laughs> <laughs> do you think, in all seriousness, yeah. do you think you will be listening to that in 20 years from now? No. Interesting. Because. Uh, Interesting. Here's the thing. I think people evolve a lot. You are correct. That's very astute. Uh, people evolve a lot. And when I'm 50, I'm going to be an entirely different person from what I am now. Oh, that's very like, astute. Yeah, like how I was 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I think I was a complete imbecile. Mm-hmm. And I still am. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. Look, man, so am I, and I'm like 30 years older than you or more. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> but when you change, so does your taste. Uh, yes. I remember 10 years ago, uh, I hated vegetables. Oh. I couldn't eat a vegetable. Now, I'm like, hmm, this is, this is good. I'll put, I'll incorporate more vegetables. I'll... You know, so I'm 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 using the um, food taste as yeah. an example of how I still hate vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But okay, you're going to evolve. But is music going to evolve? And or how is music but going the, to no, evolve? That's the, the larger that's, question. Yeah, to me. and and I don't know. Based on what Poseidon is telling us, I I don't think that these artists, you know, especially Pop Smoke. <laughs> um, are are, are going to leave the kind of canon and kind of library oh, behind? Oh no, no, absolutely that, not. That uh, say the Beatles and Stones did, but you know, a generation would argue that that's not fair because the Beatles and Stones came up in a in a much different generation before the internet when it was just radio and record companies. But I think it's a really, really uh, very astute observation on his part because that's true. I'm not the same person I was. When I was 25, thank goodness for that, because I'd be dead. Yeah, and the best example for this is, uh, like, these artists, like, especially in hip-hop, they'll make more music, especially yeah. nowadays, they'll make more music of yeah. stuff like, uh, you know, uh, making money, doing, you know, doing shit, and, like, having holes, uh, quote and quote. Yeah, well, yeah. The, you know? one of the one of the artists that my, uh, that my boys listen to, he does, uh, he has a song, and he, you're going to know who this is, and I, I can't think of the name off the top of my head. Oh, Gucci Mane. Oh, yeah. And one of his songs is Richest N-Word in the Room. Yeah. That's a song. Okay. I'm the richest N-Word in the room. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, um, so, yeah, and I think when you grow older, you can know when you have a family. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, different 
a very different lifestyle. Yeah. You can't really identify. Yeah, that's uh, to it anymore. What, you know, one of the in, one of the the things. You know, I'm not a. <laughs> I was going to say I'm not a philosopher. That's a pure. You're not. <laughs> well, I'm but out of here. I thought I was working with a philosopher. <laughs> yeah, I fart. Therefore, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I, one of the, the interesting things to me, whenever I hear it, whenever you see something on television that that has a New York take, there's Sinatra, New York, New York. If I can make it there, I can. Uh, New York, New York. Everybody knows that song. You know that song, don't you? Uh, God, yes. Come on. You must know that song. Is it from Sinatra? Yeah. Yeah. The Uh, song New York, New York by Sinatra. Start spreading the news. I'm leaving today. Is that a Christmas song? (laughs) (laughs) Can be. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, all of that to say, Google it after. It's It's a huge staple and it's been seen in commercials and, you know, on Broadway commercials and when people are doing films about New York. But there's also the Jay Z version of New, the the New York song. You're familiar yes, with that? Yes, that I'm familiar that with. That one, not me. You're not familiar no. with that one? In that New York. Oh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah You've yeah, heard yeah, it yeah. before. Yes. Yeah. And I'm always fascinated. I, I when I first heard the Jay Z version, I thought, well, for sure that's going to overtake. Isn't there a woman who sings on that? It's it's Jay Z and. Uh, uh, Alicia? Yeah. Alicia? Okay, I know which Alicia one you mean Keys, now. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's See, a nice song. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. It's I love that song. And when it first came out, I thought to myself, that's going to bury Frank's version of New York. Uh, nothing buries Frank. And it and it doesn't. No. It, 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 the culture... They can the, coexist. They, they And they are coexisting. Yeah. yeah because yeah. I see things still today in 2021... That make references to New York in the background. It's it's Sinatra's version of New York, New York. We were talking about Frank the other day on uh, my morning show on Light 106.7. 106.7 FM online at light1067.ca on the iHeartRadio app and on your smart speaker. Turn uh, that, write that down, would you? I'm writing it down right now. Uh, you might even have told me this story, Terry, or I read it somewhere. When Frank Sinatra did his first duets album back in the early 90s, mm-hmm. where he took some of his greatest hits and he did duets with uh, contemporary Stars. He had uh, Bono was on it. Luther Vandross was on it. I think Liza Minnelli was on it. Um, They did one of the songs, and the session drummer who was uh, playing on the session after they did the first take thought to himself, okay, then I guess we'll probably change that, and maybe we'll fix this, and we'll do that, and we'll adjust this. He's thinking about the second tape, and Frank goes, next tune! (laughs) (laughs) He He had no interest in a second take. That was it. Yeah, if you you read, and I've read a lot about Sinatra, because uh, I'm a huge, massive fan, not only of Sinatra, the, the artist and the singer, but the man and the impact that he had on the culture. Um, and he was very, very famous or infamous for not having any patience at all. When he made movies, he didn't want to do a second and third take. He, and he was always like, what's next? What's next? <laughs> and there is a very, very, very funny, if you, I don't know if it's available on YouTube, but if you can find it, Phil Hartman used to do an amazing Sinatra on SNL. Yeah. And on SNL, they did a parody of Sinatra singing with other artists. And it's so, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'll ruin it for you if I try and describe it for you. But if you wanna laugh, um, Phil Hartman, who was one of the great comic geniuses who was on SNL for many years, 
just Google Phil Hartman's Sinatra or just go to YouTube and type in Phil Hartman Sinatra and you will you will laugh. This is so funny. It's you know what? One of the first searches. Is it? Yeah, yeah. And I found it. Yeah, there you go. Joe Piscopo did a pretty decent Sinatra. So yeah, he also did. And a I remember one. a specific yeah. a specific thing where him and Eddie Murphy were yeah. doing a duet as Stevie Wonder and Frank Sinatra, and it started out with um, <laughs> Eddie Murphy started his. I am black and you are white. You are blind as a bat and I have sight side by side, my amigo. Let's not fight. <laughs> Can we play? Will we get in trouble? Can we play? If, no? Hold we on. can't. Eh? Well, let's just tell people. No, it's, it's yeah. a Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Okay, yeah. just tell people. That's you, you, Believe me, if you want uh, if you want entertainment, that's uh, that's where you want to go. I just uh, like I said, I you know we started this conversation talking about some of the people who are, you know, not not, but they're on their way. Yes, you know. Yeah, and and they've had just unbelievably incredible runs, and I want to change the topic and impact. Why don't we talk about Jaguar Land Rover Laval? I like that. The title sponsors of this podcast, who have for this weekend uh, loaned me a Jaguar F Type P three eighty sports coupe, and I know what the P is for. Well, because you pee your pants when you step on the accelerator. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah, it's got some giddy up. It's a beautiful, yeah. beautiful car. Oh, and uh, they've given me that for the weekend to a ferry Terry to and fro from the podcast studio. And on the way up here this morning, we made a very interesting discovery. They have uh, Catherine Hepburn as the voice <laughs> on the GPS. <laughs> Don't they dare? <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> we got detoured on the way here, so I turned on the GPS. <laughs> do it, Terry. Imitate the GPS from this car. It sounded like he had he had plugged in Catherine Hepburn on the GPS because it was like, in 300 meters, you're going to want to turn on Southey Street. <laughs> because as usual everything was detoured and i said that would be a fun gag if Catherine oh. hepburn would say your exit is coming up pay some attention for god's sake <laughs> it's so true yeah. i guess it was the regular voice but yeah. for whatever reason uh, I, because of the signal or whatever, it was just a bit warbly yeah, for a second. Terry, went, <laughs> Terry goes, Christ, it's Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> Turn left on Sove. <laughs> it's probably because of all the bloody potholes in the roads. That's why. Oh, God, that was funny. Yeah, this car, by the way, uh, this car is um, really, um, I, uh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. it it's it's an, an elegant bad boy yeah it's luxury and performance yeah. and and sexy as hell yeah, all really wrapped is. into one and i was surprised at the price point i figured cripes this thing's got to be at least one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. i looked it up they started about 73 yeah and the thing that I've, I've said before about jaguar land rover laval is don't be afraid to go there like even if you're you know you're not quite yet in the market and or you think oh geez i can't afford that 
I used to do this all the time, you know, and, and that's how you can tell who great dealers are. The, the people at the dealership are incredibly welcoming. They're not going to judge you. They're not going to, they're not going to, you know, you're not going to have to run a credit check to look at all the beautiful automobiles. They will be happy yes, to show you the products. They'd love to see you. Yeah. And they're a, proud to show off yeah, the products. And it's a beautiful showroom and really nice people there. It's, it's, it's a great way. And, and Ted, Ted does this or did this with uh, Charlie, his son, Charlie, who's a car fanatic. It's like your own mini car show. You go to a showroom like that, it's like your own mini car show. And they're also, part of their uh, part of their dealership is McLaren Montreal. The McLaren supercars are right next door, yeah. and they'd be happy to show you those as well. They're good people, the DiCubellos family. Yeah. And they run that joint like, uh, they run that joint like a family outfit. You know, it's uh, everybody on staff is treated like family, and the customers are treated like family. And it's all British products in there, so... You, you can probably get a cup of tea, but I think the decubelluses are going to probably offer you an espresso first. If you insist, they'll get you a tea, yeah. but chances are it'll be an espresso. It'll right be like in Italy where they go, allora, yeah. we have uh, a small problem. <laughs> if you've ever been to Italy, you know what I'm talking about. Jaguar Land Rover Laval, and that's another thing. You get up to Laval and the construction isn't nearly as crazy yeah. as it is in the city, so you can actually get out and take a, a test drive on the open road. You're not going to be all bottled up in construction i'm not sure if we did this <laughs> excuse me i'm not sure if we did this in another episode or not um but um my wife just loves this story did we tell the story of you answering the phone as a reporter in toronto the one the one the uh, you you i think you were a reporter and um, my wife just loves this story. <laughs> that was in Charlottetown. Oh, was that Charlottetown? Yeah, yeah. I don't think we told this story. No, and, we haven't. And as a favorite of my my wife, Jessica, has been has been um, uh, helpful with our social media. Helpful to say the least. Yeah. Not just with our social media. Yes. Just, just behind the scenes in general. Yeah. This podcast wouldn't be happening without yeah. Jessica's help. Yeah, she's a bright and very creative woman. And... Um, and uh, she just thinks you're one of the funniest guys on the planet. And uh, when I told her this story, she said, why have you never told me this story before? It's, it's one of Ted's early career stories. Please go ahead and tell it. When I worked in Charlottetown at my first job, I was a news reporter at CFCY Charlottetown and PEI. And one day I phoned up Jim Lee, who later became the, the premier of PEI. But at the time, he was uh, a member of the Legislative Assembly. And I don't know why I was phoning him. It was obviously to interview him, to interview him about one topic or, or another. And he answered the phone. And you know how sometimes you go to say one thing and then you change to something else in, in mid-phrase or mid-word and it comes out kind of mangled. I said, Jim, it's Ted Bird calling. And he said, yes, turd. <laughs> <laughs> And that happened That happened over 40 years yeah, ago. I me. told Terry the story probably over 30 years ago. And to this day, Terry still phones me up and goes, yes, turd. <laughs> well, we have a number of them, and I don't yeah, know the do. origin of them. This morning, I texted you, good morning, Mung Mung. <laughs> and I don't remember where that went. That's from. Came from. That's about 30 years ago. <laughs> uh, someone on the CBC was doing the morning news, and we used to, in the Shome newsroom, we used to tape. When I went into the top of the hour to do my news, I would I would start a tape recorder and tape the other station's yeah. news so I could go back and listen. This is and back see when if there I, was news. Yeah, and see if I missed anything. And so I went back in and listened this one morning, and the, and the CBC News guy, for whatever reason, his, his sign-on was, Good morning, mung, mung. <laughs> 
and other broadcasters can be merciless. Oh yeah. When it comes to um, broadcasters making those kinds of mistakes, there was, uh, and she she's been great with it. Uh, Omega Medina uh, during the earthquake <laughs> was one of our favorites. Omega Medina was the weather person at CBC Television, and she was very, very talented. She she went to the uh, she ended up in the United States uh, doing television in the United States, and there was a time, and I don't remember. I think it was the late nineteen eighties. There was an earthquake in Montreal, and she happened to be live on the air, and I guess the lights began to sway in the studio, and I think she said, you know, she paused and she looked to the left and looked to the right, and she said, I think. We're, I'm not sure, but yes, I think we're having an earth trake. <laughs> and you and I, I think we were both watching the news at the same time and uh, made uh, merciless fun. Um, and uh, and we, believe me, had plenty of them ourselves. Listen, I was driving with Charlie up to uh, Laval yesterday to pick up that car, and we drove by, uh, I forget what street it was on, but there's a Jean Sauvé something or other center. Right. Yeah. And we drove by, and I told Charlie the story about when I was first starting out in radio, and Jean Sauvé was the federal communications minister. Mm-hmm. And stupid me, being an, inexper- an inexperienced rookie, I didn't ask anyone how to pronounce her name. I just went with my best guess right. on the radio. Right. Federal communications minister Jenny Suave is in Charlottetown. <laughs> Jenny Swaz. It's funny. It's to Poseidon's a point a point earlier. You know, you're a different person as you get older. Like I, I always said to young broadcasters as I, you know, got older. I always said, "Why didn't you ask?" Yeah. You know, and and when you're in your twenties, you don't want to ask. You're afraid to make yourself look dumb, and you end up making yourself look even dumber. Yeah. When yeah. you when you say Jenny Swaz. Yeah. Tell the obit story that you heard in Manitoba. That's a great story. Yeah, the I I was you know I'm I'm pretty sure we might have t- told this on an earlier podcast, but I don't think so. No, in case you missed it, um, I used to love uh, when radio uh, was a when radio was a big deal. <laughs> you could drive all across the country from city to city and from town to town, and all of these little towns would have these little radio stations, and they were. They were places where young people went to learn what was then a craft, and you you could you could sort of get a vibe of what the town was like by listening to these, excuse me, small AM, almost always on AM radio stations, and they had you know swap shop and community billboard and all the stuff that a community newspaper would do on the radio, and all of them, most of them did an obituary service. Usually around the lunch hour, they would say in today's obituaries, uh, you know, and it would be, you know, Louise Godbu at the age of 81 is lying in state, or lying at rest in da-da-da-da-da, survived by ba ba da ba And I dialed in because it was known inside the business that, obituaries were a very dangerous place for a young broadcaster because people tried to make you laugh or, you know, uh, there was all kinds of things, you know, you trip over your tongue. It was a minefield. It was a minefield, exactly. And this poor guy, young guy, who sounded like he literally was just out of high school, was reading this heartfelt tribute to this man who had passed away at the age of 81 
and he was survived by so-and-so and such-and-such, and and his grandchildren will miss him. And it was Charles was a veteran of WW11. (laughs) And I just about drove off the road. I thought to myself, God, this kid doesn't know that those are Roman numerals. Oh, my God. (laughs) And as Ted says... Uh, I guess we missed three through <laughs> three through three through ten. Blew right past me those world wars. You know what? I think you're right. I think that we might have told that yeah. story on an earlier podcast. Eh, it but matter. this is episode ten, and yeah. my kids tell me I have ten stories. <laughs> so we're right on schedule. We're now we're just going to start. Now we just tell the same ten stories again on a loop yeah, for episodes no, 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 no. eleven through twenty. Actually, this, I don't think you guys said it on another episode. No. no. Okay. No, you would have so. remembered. I would have remembered. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> WW. 11. Jesus, Murphy. Um, Listen, uh, we uh, said 10 episodes of the first season, and uh, this is episode number 10. And uh, again, I I wish I could convey, you know, I'm a communicator. I've been doing this all my life. I should be able to do this. But I was telling Ted today in the car that uh, when uh, when I was retired from uh, the radio station uh, this past May, I... It's why well, I think I think of your parents' expression. Here's your hat. What's yours? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my mom's favorite expression. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your hat. What's your hurry? <laughs> they always said that about a guest who wouldn't go home. <laughs> they would like Jesus Christ. Here's your hat. <laughs> What's your hurry? Oh God, that's that, funny. Yeah, that's um, uh, you know I I had a I had what I consider to be a dignified exit. Thanks to some very, very kind people. Well, you also took the high road. Thank you. Um, anyway, I don't want to. I don't want to belabor the point. But when when you when you exit a career of uh, forty years, no matter how, um, you get a little sort of. You know, I've I've had an up and down summer. I'll be very honest with you. Some days have been amazing, and I think, hey, hey I don't have to get up. I don't have to do anything. And other days I think, oh, Jesus, what am I going to do? <laughs> um, so it, it can be a bit of a roller coaster ride. And then Ted and I started to talk about the podcast. And I don't know about you, but I I was lying in bed last night thinking, yeah, and then we could talk about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about that. Yeah. And I can't wait to see Ted. And this is going to be fun. We're going to have some laughs. I haven't felt like this in a very, very long time. And it's been like such fun and and by and large, pretty well received. Uh, thank you so much if you're listening and you've downloaded. This is this has been a lot of fun. So Ted and I decided I think we're going to do a season two. I think so. Yes. Yeah. 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 If Poseidon will come back and uh, produce it for us, are you in? I'm in. All and right. Well, can't do it without him. That's right. And to give you an idea, um, we've already drawn up a guest list. We've got some ideas for some guests who are going to come and join us. So we've we've told a lot of old guy stories and and expressed some opinions, um, and uh, we've decided we want to invite you in to meet some of our friends, um, some of whom you probably know well and uh, would make great conversation partners. So that's the pencil sketch for season two, and uh, it'll probably arrive after Christmas. Are we going to do a Christmas show? We are. Okay, let's do a Christmas show. All right. Okay, are we going to sing backwards Christmas carols? We yes. Elk midsleb, elk midsleb, elk midsleb, et ya. Besides, over there going, what the fuck? What's wrong with these guys? the first time I hear that, I'll be honest. Yeah, well, will you get a load of them? Oh, yeah. That was a long standing Christmas tradition. Yeah, it was. So, yeah, I think we're going to do that. 
Um, and uh, and then we'll see if uh, anybody wants to come around uh, a wrong for a ride. Yeah, and if you want to come around for a ride, we're going to keep on doing it. <laughs> yeah, until you go away. Yeah. Here's your hat. What's your hurry? And as we go out the door, um, I know we said this repeatedly, and I know it's kind of you know it's boring, but uh, we just don't know. Do we get them flowers? Do we buy them chocolates? Who? Pantelis and Mike Ward. I, I don't mean, think Jesus that Lord, I know I don't think they want flowers or chocolates. No. I, th- I think that there there is there is something uh, about having us in their stable that they seem to think is good for them. Can't so. thank them enough yeah. because, uh, you know, the combination of uh, the beautiful production and direction by Poseidon. Thank you. Poseidon. He is beautiful. My, my I mean, thank it's you. an inner beauty. It is. But he's a beautiful <laughs> man. <laughs> Between that and and the uh, the kindness and openness, uh, I mean, they threw the doors open and said, do what you want, fellas. Um, and had some kind work, words for us on two drink minimum. Mike Pentelis, thank you so, so very much. And I'm going to say a thank you to my wife, who's responsible for that uh, logo of ours and our social media posts. And uh, uh, I know Jeff- she put me in the front, eh? Yeah, she did. Well, she said it's about time Ted got for top billing. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, so thank you, sweetheart. That's uh, my lovely and very talented wife, Jessica Dion. I think they, that's it, right? Yeah. Let's. Uh, we're going to go get in that uh, that beautiful yeah. blue uh, sports car. By the way. Um, the prettiest girl in that car so far this weekend has been Terry. So uh, I'm open to offers. Come on, sweetheart. Let's go. <laughs> okay, honey. Um, hey, we didn't cry on this one either. No. Okay. Standing by the Terry and Ted podcast is sponsored by Jaguar Land Rover Laval, where the luxury is unmistakably British, but nobody wears a top hat or a monocle.